name. Come on. Asla loves titty. <laughs> no, it should be Asla loves ass. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm a titty you're a titty that? girl you're not an ass girl <laughs> <laughs> titties <laughs> titties yeah <laughs> agreed <laughs> so hello welcome to <laughs> why are we such a mess this week okay. i'm on i'm out of here i'm, I'm on another astral plane right now I'm, I'm just excited. I have so I actually have stuff to talk about. Did Ashley just say you're she's done? We're a minute into this episode and she says bye. <laughs> I mean, I've, here's what the viewers don't know. I had rehearsal for a straight week, and I stayed there till like nine o'clock most nights. Yeah, there should be like child labor <laughs> laws. I'm not even getting paid. I you should, know. or you should quit. I, I can't. Like um hello welcome to the art of podcasting um we're a mess as always you should be used to that by now if you've made it to episode i think this is officially nine but there's been like two bonus episodes so like 11 maybe and a trailer and a trailer so 12 um look at us counting abby you start you are excited with your thoughts Um, should i go in order sure go crazy go for what i'm most excited about first whichever you prefer it's your show well i feel like we should just point out our feminist zuko king first um shout out looking out for the ladies um i would trust him with my drink (laughs) yeah i would too (laughs) he would protect that shit it'll be his honor yeah (laughs) Oh, true. Plus, he, he's too gay. <laughs> yeah. But, so, like, doubly safe. Right. But yeah, I loved that. Um, oh, there's so much pressure on me. Um, I'm going to skip over. I Okay, so what I kind of wanted to bring up is this is like the, you know, like the fire lilies. First, we see the burn on his leg brought up in this little <gasps> passage here. I'm going to read it. Father had only ever been impressed once by Zuko, and even that was a bored millisecond glance. Perhaps looking back, he had never been impressed. It was just for that one moment, as Zuko told him that he was dating May, that one moment as his legs stung beneath the dinner table, handshaking, that one moment, Father wasn't impressed. He just wasn't disgusted. Just for a moment. (laughs) So, well, I don't know if this is considered foreshadowing, um... I, well, do, do you have a thought on that first? Or was I was that? just reading it to point out that's okay. mentioned for the first time. Because I have a question about the fire lily fields. Go for it. But sure. like, depending on the answer to the questions, to the question, it might be like almost a spoiler. But is the fire lily fields a reference to his mother or is it a reference to that boy? The tea shop boy. It yeah. is. Okay. So that's a little Tomco moment. It kind of was. Because yeah. not only does his heart skip when he sees Tomkin grinning, but then he thinks of this romantic moment that we can't talk about yet. Because spoilers. Right. Yeah, that's the first time it's brought up. I was rereading. I was like, ah, it's here. I can talk about it now. <laughs> we can talk about that a little bit more in spoilers if we want to. 
Yeah. Does anyone else have anything else to bring up before I just start ranting and ranting? <laughs> Go rant, Abby. Because I have it. a lot of other topics to bring up. This is so exciting. I love it. I I had like a thought on the feminist Zuko before. I don't know if we want to like like if I should wait or if I was supposed to say that when you brought it up. I don't know how we want. You can bring it up now if you want. This is our podcast. We can do what we want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we don't have to follow a format. Okay, I just realized I probably should have been like, oh, and based on what you said, but I, like, didn't. It's okay. I just, I don't, like, feel free to cut this part out if I already did this on the podcast. I cannot remember what I say when or where. All a blur. Um, but I think it's really interesting that although Zuko is being feminist, he's, like, only validating masculine qualities in women he's talking about how they're raised to be tough they tend to be stronger than most men and like respect for strong women like girl bosses <laughs> yes, like go. girl boss <laughs> yes <laughs> but like you know there's no I mean I think he he does say they're also your mothers so like he's not like disrespecting that but he's still it's very much like a fire the fire nation form of feminism is very much just I think we did talk about this like we, we just did. want we you as a soldier to, yeah we talked about how the fire nation just wants women because it, it's like oh we're in a war I don't care what your gender is you're gonna kill go kill okay. people like slaughter bitch yeah <laughs> no yeah it's just like it's kind of like how like society is like with like media like they like a strong woman, like oh men, women who like punch men in the balls and glare at everybody. It's like no, like yeah. Rose definitely like, my favorite example of a strong woman. Like she's allowed to be emotional and nurturing, but she's also allowed to be like fucking paku for being a sexist asshole. Like she's allowed, and I love that. That's why she's like kind of like one of my favorites in the show because she's just so well written. Like I relate to her on a spiritual level. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I agree. We need to respect all sides of women, not just like the. Yeah. I'm a, women can be maternal. Women can be soft. Women can be strong. Women can be man hating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Women can be murderers. Like, come on. Yeah. Can, women can do anything. <laughs> they respect feminism, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to go into another feminism rant i could yeah <laughs> <It does>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just yeah yeah media it sucks portraying women like like they're either like so emotional and they cry all the time or like they're nice or like they're like stoic like only boom and abby will see this but like they're like crossing hands over chest and like just glaring at everyone's like get a personality <laughs> Do you not see that Abby's back? She can see you too. Yeah. I, huh? I can see you. What? What? Abby, Abby, Abby came back on camera. Did I not say her? No, you said thought you said only boom. <laughs> oh, I said Abby and boom. I thought I said that. Oh, yeah. Abby can see oh. you too. Yeah. I see you. Hey. <laughs> I see you, girl. I see. Hey. Hey. Oh. Girl, I see you. I see you too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're like all stoked and they're like, I'm gonna punch a man now. I'm like, good for them, but give them personality. Uh, give them like Wanda from Marvel. <laughs> she is a good, strong woman who still has 
those soft qualities and, and is allowed to have emotions, mm-hmm. which I stand. This isn't about Wanda, though. We need to get back on <laughs> I was just giving an example. Mm-hmm. I also like not not to say Legend of Korra is great because their their women representation is questionable, especially with Korra. I've never but seen I will that. say big titty girl. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> although like the whole like oh let's make a dark skinned woman like very masculine. But I will say like I feel like they do a good job with Asami of like. She's smart, but she can also fight, and she can also be caring, and like she has a more dynamic. And aspect. her only flaw is being a capitalist, probably. <laughs> yeah, her only flaw is that she's rich. Yeah, never seen it, but fair. <laughs> Literally, she's a capitalist, but then her father gets thrown in jail because he and his company were evil. So like. And she- She's not about that. She's just really rich. She's a rich girl. Yeah. And like we see her, like she lets Bolin and Mako move in with her. So at least she's like trying to help out with the, with the poor. You know, she should <laughs> donate more of her money. But like there's enough yeah. there. Just, 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 just some fun spoilers for all of you. I've never seen, I have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, what else do you have for us today, Abby? Um, are we moving on from the feminism or do <laughs> yeah. we have more to add there? I like how that was a feminine. Am I just am I just leading this whole episode? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I <laughs> okay. Um we get Hakoda's um leadership thing, which you're about to not see me on camera again, so I can read it out. <laughs> um so we get the line again. Hakoda was a leader. Leaders made decisions. He knew exactly what the crushing responsibility he knew exactly the crushing responsibility when those decisions turned out to be wrong. Ooh. We get his Ooh. constant fight of leadership. Expand if you would like. <laughs> Sorry, I'd just like to say that that second ooh was like not voluntary. I just was like thinking <laughs> about how that related to later chapters, and I was like, oh, the oh, foreshadowing. Yeah. We can get into more of that later. in the spoilers if we want. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, if you have anything else on Hakoda's and his decisions. That's not spoiler. I, yeah. <laughs> I I liked his attempt to like get Zuko to blame himself less. And I also mm. liked that it didn't work because I thought that that was very realistic. Because um I definitely have it here. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh, and the logic was there. And Zuko almost felt satisfied with that response. But he wasn't a leader. Not really. Blah, 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 blah. And I like that like Zuko looks at it and he's like, this makes sense. But because I feel like that's totally what you do is like you're like, well, this is logical. Should I take the logic? No, let me find a way to like <laughs> blame myself instead. Yeah. I also like the parallels of leadership in Hakoda and Zuko that we kind of see where it talks about in the beginning, like in his feminist rant, really talked about how he had like the leadership voice or something that made people listen or whatever. So I thought that was a good little parallel of themselves. So you can this is like an obvious parallel, but like Ozai and sort of thing. <laughs> Literally anything yeah. but Ozai. I think that the like parallels, especially when they're hunting, like mm-hmm. they they kill me. But the like first of all, when he when Zuko's specifically behind Hakoda mm-hmm. and Hakoda's con- like thinks that Zuko's like having trouble going quickly or something, because that's how confused he is by it. 
Um, and then there's that moment where he he says, you're scared of me. Um, and then he apologizes. And the apologies were for servants and honorless princes, not leaders. The words Chief Hakoda, or just Hakoda as he insisted on being called, spoke were words he shouldn't have even had in his vocabulary. For a few minutes, for a few moments, Zuko could only stare. The chief was sorry. Sorry for the threats, the cold shoulder, the fear, all of it. He was right about the mercy of the Fire Nation. Had the roles been reversed, the chief would have been killed by now. That was what Zuko understood. It was all he knew. It was all he expected. Every day that passed with him still breathing was more than he expected when he woke up in the morning. He had never dreamed of an apology. And I just, like... I think that that, I I always think of that whenever I'm writing Zuko and Hakoda is like the importance of Hakoda as admitting his weaknesses and being willing to say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's something that Zuko doesn't have in his life. Um, Not to shout out my own fic, but in a future chapter that isn't even posted yet I have this line that I really like about like not even uncle said sorry because like anyone in any sort of leadership in Zuko's mind doesn't say that um and so I just I I like drawing in my writing and I feel like Paolo's doing it here like that parallel that Zuko doesn't see any sort of authority figures as ever being wrong in any capacity and I'm sorry I just said so many words please someone else talk um Ashley do you have anything I think that's spiritually connected to me but also um <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna say it's just sad I'm telling you like my brain's gone I'm I'm, I'm, a t- yeah. I'm, on, I'm somewhere else <laughs> Yeah, um, do I have anything to add to that? Um, Hakoda does call him honorable. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> Let me see if I have the passage. <laughs> no, I just, I really like that a lot. Because, you know, if you're like, you're so honorable, sh- no, shut up. No, he has some honor. <laughs> Ugh, I don't have the honorable a passage pulled up who cares but he calls him honorable and i thought that was mm-hmm. that's like god i hate so cute that's what he's got a hit because like literally like like the only like decent authority figure in life not decent not decent only like authority figure you <laughs> use like you're honorless you are awful you're shit and it's one authority figure like the little king not king but like chief of the water tribe so the water tribe is like Mm, you're pretty good like you're honorable i feel like i had something and it's left my brain but i love how you guys are like feeling like that and i'm over here like i had that one quote and i just hyper focused and like forgot (laughs) you guys were here and then was like oh am i am i where people here (laughs) should we talk about how he didn't kill the caribou yak or should we save that for spoilers or we can talk about it both times I feel like we should talk about it twice because I feel like it's worth talking about for anyone who might be skipping spoilers. Like, they deserve to get some, hear something about it. Let me pull up the passage. 
I don't actually think anyone is skipping spoilers. I feel like we're just doing that just in case. I don't know. Yeah. Let us Um, know. (laughs) Do you want me to read the passage where he decides not to kill the animal? Yes. Sure. Oh my gosh. This is like popcorn reading in class. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. It's just an animal, Zuko. We eat them every day, Hakoda said logically, and Zuko knew that. Of course he knew that. He wasn't stupid. Eating meat wasn't the problem. Neither was watching the warriors hunt. But there was something different in holding the spear, being the thing that snatched away a life. Something Zuko hadn't expected. Something Zuko was too weak to fight. I'm sorry, Zuko repeated. Cheeks flushed from his own indignity. It's just an animal, but but it never did me any harm. And I just can't. Zuko cut himself off. He knew how stupid he sounded. He had never been good enough. But do we have anything to expand was, on that? But that's not a spoiler. It features more, not soft boy Zuko, like you already know my rant about that, but like more like decent side of it. <laughs> like I know like Hell's yeah. whole point is that there's no good or bad. It's just everything because that's not how like life it works. But like, I should have been as good as that. <laughs> yeah, I liked how he was like, it's never hurt me. Yeah. And I, I um, like like what you were saying about it like the moral grayness of like neither being good nor bad because like he's not trying to stop them from doing it like he understands that they need to kill the animal and he doesn't think there's anything wrong with it he just doesn't want to be the one to do it mm-hmm. and I feel like there's a lot of that moral grayness just throughout the whole fic that I appreciate I always like stories that have like that morally gray part like I don't know if you watched the show The 100, but that show has a lot of the moral grayness and like what is good and what really isn't good. And like they have that quote where it's like, maybe there are no good guys. And like, I I appreciate a good morally gray storyline personally is the bottom line of that. So I appreciate how it's done throughout the fic. For sure. I also like, I, I, oh, well, he has the whole like, the moment where he like really wants to impress Hakoda and he yeah, thinks this is kind of cute. <laughs> not only does he think Hakoda's gonna be disappointed in him, he there's definitely a moment where he like is ready for Hakoda to hit him because he's not gonna do it. Because you know he's Zuko and he expects the worst at all times. <sighs> Poor Zuko. Um but like he still says he can't do it. And like Yeah. Cause he wanted to. He he wanted to do something to make Kokoda, you know, be like, good boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but he wanted to do do it, but he was just like, at the end of the day, it didn't hurt me. And it, Sorry, homie. The, what I was thinking of, part of him forgot Hakoda's apology and his, his insistence that violence would only come when absolutely necessary. Zuko was prepared to be struck, so when the chief just frowned, looking at him with was that concern? Zuko didn't know what to do. I just, I think that's a relevant quote. <laughs> oh, I liked when they were making fun of Tulak for being short. That gave me big Ashla teasing me for being short. <laughs> As I should. As I well, should. Sizeism. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's called weightism. No, it's size or weight. Height, height has to do with size. No, but it says weightism. Heightism. <laughs> Sizeism, prejudice or discrimination on the grounds of a person's size Fine. or weight. I am sizes and I'm proud of it. You do. 
That's not very body positive. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the like main definition of size is just like being about um, like weight. Are you are you fat phobic? <laughs> That what you're no. declaring <laughs> i am height phobic if you are shorter than five three do not talk to me because i will have to crane my neck down at you <laughs> i'm five fine. two i'm five one. Oh, you're five one you're shorter than hell i forgot that yeah i'm shorter than i'm highest you are no not me i'm not craning my neck down. i'm under five feet. i'm not craning my wait boom how tall are you I'm I'm like almost five feet. I'm four eleven and three quarters. You did you just said you were five two? No, Hella's five two. That's uh, why I th- I thought you and Hella were the same height for some reason. She's like if she's five two, I'm I'm technically five one and three quarters. So she's a quarter of an inch taller than me. And she if holds you're shorter that. than me and I have to look down at you, don't talk to me. It's only causing me neck problems. <laughs> I'm How like tall are five you, seven. Ashley? Yeah, I am. No fucking I'm way. Tall. You're fucking I'm lying. Not, I'm not. You're lying. You give me <laughs> no, I do energy. not. No, I don't. You give me like 5'4 I'm energy. I'm 5'7. At the end of the day, I go to bed. I'm 5'7. I'm 5'7. Yeah. I'm not. I think you're fucking lying. You're called <laughs> <No>. bullshit. <laughs> go measure yourself right now. I know. I want to see the ruler. The ruler? Ruler. <laughs> Ashley's so short, she's gonna fit next to a single <laughs> ruler. <laughs> hey, no, my head. I am okay. Fine. To sum that up, I am heightest, and if I have to down it, talk to me. Don't come near me. I don't want to breathe the same oxygen as you. You are I'm just kidding. You know what? I am never coming to visit you, Ashley. Yeah, I can't visit any of you guys. Because all of you have something <laughs> against me. What do I have against you? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. I don't think... <laughs> There's gotta be something. But Ashley's against me because my height, apparently. If I go to visit Hella, I'm gonna get bullied constantly for being just American. Are we all? <laughs> I'm always hated, always hated for the things I can't change. Well, I mean, I'll look down at you. You're gonna pay for my hospital bill when I get neck problems from looking down. <laughs> next topic next topic okay um i can't do this shit i liked all the moments where hakoda is like like where zuko's in sokka's position because like he's putting on sokka's old boots and then hunting with the chief is sokka's position i thought that was really cute gonna cry um i liked um okay so no fire lord ozai your earrings are on backwards i feel like <sighs> hella has said she's never gonna reveal the beginning of this joke because it's too funny or whatever i think she's never revealing the beginning of this joke because she doesn't have one yeah i agree <laughs> so if we never find out the beginning of the joke it's because she can't come up with it that is a I challenge, know. Hella. You're Great. listening to this, and I am challenging you. <laughs> yeah, Hella, you little five-two <laughs> bitch. Giving me neck problems. Or... Okay. <laughs> I, I literally love how Hella read my mind. I was like, isn't that a bit out of character for Nanook to be like, you, you know, like egging talking on? But like how Nanook was like, I was like, he's a child, and I'm like, yeah, that's but fair. <laughs> I also have the point 
that I'm going to bring up in the spoiler section, too, of Zuko being kind of an unreliable narrator that we kind of see at the end there, because we see in the next chapter, it's not as serious (laughs) as Zuko thinks it is. Of course. Yeah, like, I feel like this is the first glimpse into him being a bit of an unreliable narrator at times, which is, like, such a literary term. You're taking all the AP links (laughs) and tidbits for me. I haven't taken English in years, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just like the the moment where he gets put in the headlock and he acts instinctively, and then it like makes Tompkins laugh. Yeah, like because that that was the first moment where you're like, oh no, this is bad. And then it's, like, funny and good and ha-ha. Like, this is what yeah. friends do. I love how Zuko is just letting himself have fun for a bit before. You know, was a else. He let himself have a bit of fun. And which... I and also earlier in the chapter, he made fun of Tomkin's hair. I forgot about that. Also, oh, good, good that. roast. That was, that was funny. <laughs> I appreciated that. Yeah. There was a camaraderie here that Zuko had never had before. He'd watched the pair and known that they, what they had was friendship. But for the first time, he felt like he was actually privy to it. Oh, what a British word. It was stupid and suicidal and, and nice. And he wanted more. He wanted to keep it. And then they go on to start teasing each other and whatever. I love the friendship. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> right? <laughs> and... I think, like, in the beginning, Hakoda mentioned something, like, it's good for all of them. He said, I think he said, like, that or something. And I was like, yeah, let them be young. Let them have fun. They Which need is why it. I wrecked, that's why I recommended this song, Older Than I Am, to Hella that she added on the playlist for book one. Because it's like, sometimes I, wait, how does it go? Sometimes I want to do something stupid say be reckless and say I don't give a damn but I'm older than I am um because they just let themselves be young and stupid and reckless but there's also that more weight of having to be older than you actually are but just letting yourself be kind of young in the moment and having a bit of fun you know that's like which relatable but yeah I feel like that's especially pertinent to Tom Kim Mm mm-hmm yeah, Tomkin lets himself be young a lot, but he's also got that emotional baggage that, you know... Weighs him down just a bit. Yeah, relatable. <laughs> um, yeah. And just uh, the whole, like, when they're teasing him and earlier when they, like, are talking about his father maybe not being that good, and they're like, well, even if his father was a bad guy, like, you can't hurt your kid when you're in the public eye, so, like, yeah, do it, been fine. The irony there. <laughs> he did it, pup, the scar was public. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to laugh at that trauma, but, I don't know, I thought it was kind of ironic. Yeah, I agree. I really, I had... A portion of this, like, the the burning part, like, bolded, because I was like, oh, it's so good, I should read it. And I literally, like, it's so long, why did I bold all of this? <laughs> like, what is it? It's like, um, Zuko could feel every flame of the campfire right before him, every crackle and burst of heat, 
you will fight for your honor. The warriors carried on drinking and, and laughing and eating, a crowd pretending not to see him. I mean you no disrespect. He'd not so low. It hurt his knees, nose to the floor. I'm your loyal son. Stop, Zuko growled. Nanook and Tomkins stared, stealing miles away. He wasn't in the South Pole anymore. He was in that Agni Kai. What happened? What terrified him most was that if he was in that position again, three years later, now 16 years old, he would have no idea what to do differently. Would he stay silent and leave those young soldiers to their fate? Would he speak out and find a way to placate his father? Was there a way to placate his father? Rise and fight, Prince Zuko. That had been an order. I won't fight you. And that had been a defiance. Looking back, some part of Zuko knew that there was nothing he could have done to make things go differently that day, and that terrified him more than anything. Tomkin was on his left, was reaching for him, a hand coming close to his face. You will learn respect. Zuko had looked up to see his father, turned to see Tomkin's outstretched hand, and suffering will be your teacher. And everything was fire, and he couldn't let it burn him, not again. So he grabbed it and pushed it away with all his might. He heard a scream, then yells, felt someone dragging him back painfully, let his own body turn limp in their grip. It took a few seconds for the village to swim back into his view, but the scene before him was not one he recognized. All the warriors were on their feet, the campfire extinguished, the bare embers, throwing everything into an eerie orange glow, Zuko's being held in place by Chino and Canute, Chino's grip twisting his arm a centimeter away from snapping the bone, Canute's eyes on him wide and horrified, blatantly, irrevocably horrified. He didn't want to look, but Zuko slowly slid his gaze to the others. Um, Nanook had stumbled to the sides, sat in the snow, face frozen in shock as he stared at the charred log he'd been sat on moments before. The other warriors were gathered nearby, and there lay Tonkin. He was sat up, those spring eyes watery and so clearly in pain as he cradled his arms, hands shaking. Um, Kana held him by the shoulder, Apu and Tulok asking him over and over if he was okay. Tonkin insisted each time that he was, but Zuko wasn't blind. Blah, blah, blah. Zuko had burned him. Chief Okoda began to walk over towards Zuko, and in his eyes was nothing but unforgiving ice. That wasn't even all that I had bolded, and that was so many words. I, uh, I was, I kept being like, I have to stop, but also there's more. Um, but like, yeah. I really like the way the quotes of like what he said and what he was thinking the day of the Agni Kai is like interspersed with moments of reality. It's very, like, it feels like a panic attack kind of thing, you know? Like, it feels very yeah. realistic. I liked the way that Hilla did it. I feel like she captured that <laughs> panicness in a very yeah, like, good I way. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like, because I, like, I've read lots of angst fix. Um, I've seen, like, my fair share of panic attacks written out. Not just some for Hilla, but <laughs> most of them just turn out, like, really cringy. Like, there's obviously, like, some, like, yeah really well done yeah I always appreciate good accurate <laughs> mental illness you know <laughs> written into stuff because like I don't know like not to be controversial oh yeah something Wattpad I'm just kidding but also archive but, well. like oh, <laughs> yeah like I don't want to be like like you know I don't want to judge other writers like I'm barely a writer but like you do you amazing I but I just personally I really appreciate it when it's done like in a way that's accurate to how it actually feels and it also like makes you feel that yeah. kind yeah. of from this yeah yeah because like most of those <laughs> like Sorry, it's, it's more like uh telling instead of showing a bit i don't like bring up like 
specifically triggers but it's like oh they like they cry themselves to sleep and it's like mm, <laughs> that's, it doesn't hit it doesn't hit yeah, yeah, but, can just, yeah. yeah like writing mm-hmm. mental illness can come off really cringy or it can come off mm-hmm. in a really good way that's accurate and realistic and not like I feel like a lot of fics sometimes the writers just mm-hmm. want to make it edgy but like mm-hmm. like hell it does in a way that makes yeah. sense and like you said edgy things really just well. a, it, was, uh, it just reminds me no, like go, always go. like the emo boys <laughs> like the uh, the relationship like I've noticed they're always bombarded with so many mental illnesses and it's like how this I, it doesn't feel earned <laughs> that sounds so weird but like you don't feel it but like this one obviously like feel like the tension mm-hmm. especially like as soon as it was on the boat you could just feel it like the panicking like the trauma of it all it built up and yeah, then it's... and it's like oh he's on a he's all foreign he's by himself um fish lost at sea or whatever um and then when that happened <laughs> i just made a little explosion thing with my hands <laughs> you couldn't <Yeah>. see <laughs> no but um it was, it was earned, like the I... not earned <laughs> but like you could feel it <laughs> Yeah, I really love Pal. Not to simp for Hella's writing because I don't do that often, <laughs> but I really appreciate appreciate how her writing makes you feel it <laughs> in a way. You know what I mean? Like not many things that I read can I like feel the moment, but with her writing, mm-hmm. like I can like feel the shit that's going yes. on. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. You get what I mean, I'm sure. Unless her writing doesn't have that effect on you. That's Taco. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm leaving the recording now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> but yeah. 10 out of 10 for her writing makes me feel things. So many yes, things. Um, panic attacks. God. They're... they're like like they all kind of like formula like oh thinking thoughts scrambled like they what hello wrote but it's all about like the impact of it and for most of them i was saying i didn't feel it back because it was just like oh they're panicking good for that (laughs) like this one as it was built up from like the start so yeah Mm -hmm. you could like feel the panic happening since like they first talked about mm-hmm. his scar. Like, you feel that panic start to build up and then like reality starts to get mixed That's... with you know the past and it's like that yeah ptsd moment where he's reliving it mm-hmm. but he's still in reality it's definitely like yeah. really good <laughs> what but zuko he's panicking he's definitely a fucking panic attack guys and you know what it was authentic. It was not earned, but earned. <laughs> yeah. I also like how it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, he had a panic attack. It was just yeah. like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not like named. It just happens. Like, I appreciate how, like, I don't know, when it's not like, oh, yeah, he had this disorder and this disorder and it affected him. I like it being like shown mm-hmm. and like, they don't just name it. Yeah. We're on the same vibe like you're <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, obviously in the Atla universe, like, I don't think the names for mental illnesses really exist. But, like, some people will write them in. 
but like you know that like in atlas like they don't have that whole words for they do it have the shit, word for homosexuality so. in atlas i'm pretty sure they mentioned it though they said the word once i'm pretty sure not my homosexuality <laughs> rant yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. um but yeah i just um, wanted to should oh, we get oh, sorry i just wanted to say i was about to ask if we had anything more so you okay just... sorry <laughs> i just want to say also like with what ashley was saying about it being earned like I totally agree because, like, sometimes you'll have those fics, like, more often when it's, like, a longer fic like this, where it'll be like, oh, yeah, Zuko's fine, like, 90% of the time, and then all of a sudden, let's throw in a panic attack just for fun, and it's like, this is so much more, like, quote-unquote earned and, like, makes so much more sense because he's been, you know, flinching this whole time and has been so unsure and, like, like, I... Like, Hella has put in a lot of thought to his psychological and emotional state, and, like, it's not out of nowhere, because, yeah. like, I understand, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I understand the, like, want to just throw in some random angst, I get that, but, like, you can't do it out of nowhere, you gotta have your character have that build up at the very least, yeah, because it's, like, from the beginning, Zuko has had these, like, issues written, and it's not just, bam, panic attack. It's, like, oh, yeah, we saw this coming, honestly. <laughs> like, like, I know when I read it for the first time, I was, like, yeah, we've, we've, we've been. Yeah, like, when I first read that, it, so. like, I was just binge reading it, and I was, like, and I, like, I was, like, actually, like, hooked mm-hmm. onto it. Like, obviously, when you read it again, like, it's, like, it doesn't hit the same, <laughs> obviously, but, like, when I read it, I was, like, I remember thinking that Same. this chapter was like the chapter I mean, like, <laughs> yes, yes, the peak of angst. But yeah. little did we Speaking. know. <laughs> See, I didn't. Honey, got a big I didn't think this. Well, I thought the caribou stuff was kind well, of like, bad, but I didn't think this was oh. that angsty. I thought like next chapter was angsty. It it was yeah, but like I definitely think the end of this was like a big. When I first read it, I thought like, oh, this this big like reading the end i was like oh my god i need the next chapter oh, now because this that's is big. True. but like yeah but then we see later it gets much worse <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, if you can't handle this like at this point of the fic we had like no knowledge of how long it was gonna be like what it's going <laughs> hey, up Abby, to finish your sentence she do be raising her hand oh speaking my of what's gone. coming up uh, it's a big storm coming spoilers yeah, we're. Spoilers? Hey guys, it's Abby here. Just letting you guys know we're in the spoiler section. Um, if you hit the 15 second skip thing 14 times, you're in the clear from spoilers. Oh. Alright, spoilers. Um, so I talked about earlier in the episode the whole unreliable narrator, Zuko, which Hella does talk about on her Tumblr at some point. She had a little about it i don't know but um i'm gonna bring up the end real quick but i feel like in chapter 28 we had kind of the same where zuko like saw everybody and like saw in his own eyes like you know what i mean oh, <laughs> like, like when he's looking at everybody in the library yeah when he's yeah like when he's looking at everybody in the library he ha- has in his head like he sees them as like being disappointed by him and like 
hating him but really they were all worried about him and i feel like we see that in this chapter too where he's like oh my god (laughs) they all hate me yeah or whatever but really like i feel like when he saw canoe and he was like his canoe looked horrified or whatever that he said but like i feel like canoe wasn't actually horrified because zuko did that you know like i think it was more of like a oh shit like you got issues. I'm worried about you. If anything, he was horrified that Chino would have broken um, his arm exactly. if had, like, not noticed what was happening. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of parallels. Chapter 28. Chapter, chapter 28, especially the end there, assumes that everyone is disappointed and hating him for what Mood. he does. So... That's why it's portrayed as that. Because I know when I read it for the first time, I was like, oh my god, they hate him. And then in the next chapter, you see, like, they didn't really hate him for it. And that's the same with chapter 28. I feel like they didn't hate him for that at all. And, yeah. I feel like we can also tack it to, uh, words. <laughs> what was I going to say? Sorry, I get stressed. You're welcome. Breathe. <laughs> But wait, do you guys have anything else to add about the whole I, unreliable I, narrative? Wait, I'm gonna send for Hella again. <laughs> no, yeah, I just I appreciate like do. like how because I feel like Zuko just I sorry my my parents were coming. Um, I just appreciate like how like Hella writes an unreliable narrative because like most narrators in fics, they're like they're it's just non biased like they describe emotions and feelings they're just like sure my take have like a certain perspective but it's like it's unbiased there's no like it's pretty reliable like i like i always like the unreliable narrator because it's like oh is this a fact is this not i like that a lot yeah i like that her writing in zuko's pov Mm -hmm. is biased to zuko you know and like yeah it adds to the whole authenticity or whatever that's how she's set up all this like (laughs) dumb like like prickly uh blue spirit like the the venn diagram that she posted where it's just like all of this unnecessary like they don't know who he is stuff that's like just so fun like i'm calling it unnecessary but that's not a criticism like it's just like extra fun stuff that like isn't you know the plot the plot isn't affected by it to a huge extent i don't think i haven't actually read all of chapter 32 so maybe it is but um but like yeah like it's that's because she she realizes that each narrator doesn't have all the information whereas i think some people wouldn't have things like who the fuck is ang people would be like oh no everybody knows Mm -hmm. everything I haven't read it yet. Oh, speaking of chapter 32. Don't spoil it for I Ashley like and I, though. Shit, because, like, I I'll have a mute, bit. I'll mute, I'll mute <laughs> my phone right now. You can speak right but, now. Like, so, in this chapter, we have when Zuko is starting to panic and, like, nobody's really noticing, like, inwardsly he's starting to panic. And in chapter 32, where we have the moment where he just kind of leans against the wall and he's starting to panic because he's like feeling those things again i can't say too much about (laughs) thank you but because i don't want to spoil it for you guys but when he's standing there and he's like oh he suddenly felt the walls of the cell and he was like starting to inwardly panic which in this chapter he's starting to inwardly panic when they mention his scar and he's starting to feel all those things again i thought that was kind of a parallel that i wanted to point out real quick so does does (laughs) 
So in this chapter, obviously, no one notices. Oh, although Canute actually does notice from across the fire. Yes. Um, in chap yeah, in this chapter, they kind of Canute notices, and in chapter thirty-two, guess Canute. who notices? <laughs> My yeah. main man. There we go. Because he's yeah, loving. It's. I thought. Sorry. Yes, it was definitely like I didn't even like think about it when I read chapter thirty-two. But when I read this chapter, I was like, oh, my God, wait, this kind of sounds like this scene. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Ashla, you're, come on. Yeah, I'm back. Ashla, are you back? Okay. Hey, now okay, I actually I'm have to read it because I'm editing. <laughs> now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I was thinking of but, something that was very vaguely about 32, and I just remembered that I was going to say that. But what was it? Do I remember? No. Oh, Hakoda's decisions. <laughs> Hakoda and decisions. Did we want to tie that oh, back in? Because we mentioned that it was... earlier. That paragraph about where he it's like Hakoda was a leader. Leaders made decisions. And when those decisions crushed him, yeah. <laughs> I can't can't do it word for word, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I also about. just remembered what my other thing is gonna be, so I'm gonna write it down so I don't forget again. Okay. Do well, we have to add they really showed in that chapter where he's like, um, yeah, let's come back for Zuko sometime. <laughs> sometime. Sometime. Not now. Sometime. Eventually. And then four months went yeah. by. And he didn't. Hakoda, you fucking asshole. Bro. Wait, never mind. I can't say ass because of asshole. asshole. <laughs> She's Arse. still going to yell at us because I bet we're still saying the like, capital A. Never mind. <laughs> I mean... Do you mind, like, slight, like, obvious? I only care about spoilers for the Great British Bake Off. And also this, chapter 32. <laughs> so I think that's... So I want to mute myself again. Okay. And just give me a thumbs up when you're ready. I was thinking about in how 32, Hakoda talks about how Zuko apologized when it's Hakoda's fault. But that's just about 32 that has nothing to do with this chapter. <laughs> well, no, because Hakoda did apologize in this Ooh. chapter, too. So there's maybe parallel. I didn't do much thinking on it, but I feel like I do think there's something like with Zuko being an over apologizer and then thinking no one should apologize to him ever. Like, yeah, really. Um, And since Ashley's on mute, I did also want to say the thing I was thinking of before was when we were talking about Tonkin being a child, that's especially prevalent in chapter 32 when he's talking about how weird it is like being the adult to actual children because he did like so much like force himself to stay innocent like he he took on that like baby role on the ship and like as a youngest sibling I totally know what he's talking about where you like purposely like act dumb or act like a youngest sibling to like fulfill that role and it's weird to be out of that role even like even if you do a lot of responsible things responsible things it's still like a weird dichotomy yeah I can't relate much but I am the special kind of person that like I've both taken care of my parents and also am a baby of the family so I just have like a bit of eldest child syndrome from taking care of my parents and also have like yeah, like youngest sibling baby syndrome it's great it's the worst of both worlds I just have straight up eldest daughter syndrome so 
Yeah. Should we invite Ashla back? I think she came back. Yeah, you are back. Are you? Is she? I can Boom, tell. are you Italian? N- no. Are you making them all my hand motions? <laughs> I think it's ADHD. You were just like, but I was just like, I couldn't hear anything. That's all I could see. <laughs> I swear I'll all lose right. my train of thought if I don't move my hands while I speak. Did we have anything else to really I have add? one thing. Oh, the fucking character. Oh my god, I thought that was going to be proof that he wasn't going to be able to kill Tom. <gasps> and I was wrong, obviously. <laughs> I just, yeah, I I think they even bring up the caribou yak um, later before the whole killing Fong incident. But I mean, it ties into his logic of this animal didn't try to hurt me. Fong did, so <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, the logic holds up. Yeah. And doesn't he go hunting with Zise, and he like, uh-huh. and yeah, and he purposely scares the thing off so that they don't kill it because he. Yes, he was gonna teach Zeus. Uh, Zeus- oh yeah, Zeusa, right? He was gonna teach Zeusa how to hunt, and then he was like, "No, actually, <laughs> changed my mind. No." And Zeusa was like, well, "Zeusa, what?" And that's how you, you can away. tell, like deep down, he's still the same. I'm he's not crying. You're same. crying. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. I am crying. So before oh, Lee, Zuko had had, oh, so sorry, I have to give context. I can't just read quotes. <laughs> Literally, no brain cells over here. Um, so he's talking about the generals that um, like used to talk about people dying and how he used to think that they were faking coldness. And now he's and like, or now he's like, oh, maybe they didn't care, whatever. And but then he was like blaming himself for not being all like cold and not caring before Mm -hmm. lee zuko had envied them their coldness he had always cared too much he was too soft he couldn't be a general let alone a prince but now he had watched lee die with his own two eyes now he had found out it was all his fault he knew that the only thing that could make lee's death worse was if zuko didn't care after so long trying to be a perfect fire nation royal heartlessness was one characteristic he was suddenly grateful to lack the thought surprised him, and Zuko didn't feel so bad about the caribou yak anymore. And not only is that, like, a great moment of him, like, not feeling as guilty and, like, recognizing that softness is a strength. Like, he's too soft, and that's a good thing. Um, not to make him soft, boy, Zuko. Like, yeah. he, he can, you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> it's, like, I think that also ties to, like, the like the current thing with Fong and everything because he still well a because he did go cold for a little bit and you could tell how terrible that was where like he wasn't feeling his feelings and like that wasn't Zuko but also like he still cared even then because he always had mm-hmm. Z- how do we how is it said I don't remember I believe it was Zusa Zusa, or Zusa. Zusa is what I think it was Zusa. but I don't remember I apologize um because so he still cared for Zusa and like he still cared too much even when he was repressing his feelings which was just like the most oh my god when he lets those feelings out oh my god it's gonna be a fucking whirlwind bro sorry just shout out to Zuko for like being so fucking relatable honestly we stand Zuko in this house. I only love one commenter. 
he's yeah, not really he's just colonizer, a but... colonizer. It's no biggie. Yeah, he's trying his best. He's never personally colonialized. <laughs> um, I also this this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I do want to just shout out this like cute quote. When he first met the Fire Prince, Hakoda assumed he thought only with his mind. Now Hakoda knew Zuko thought only with his heart. That was the problem. Shout out to Zuko being a bit of an Zuko. idiot, but also like a loving idiot. Oh my god, ne- next chapter. Oh, oh, I'm the so whole, excited. Like, his it's thing not... about going home, like that just hits different. No, boom. I'm, I have, it's a spoiler. No, 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 no. Chapter 10 is not a spoiler. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. No, we're talking about chapter 10. Okay. No. I was like, no, please settle down. I'm, I'm really excited for chapter 10. I've read it three times already. Ready to read it a fourth. Yeah. Um, Bye. Yeah. Yes, this Thank is you our for listening. Goodbye. Enjoy our outro music once again by Ash, who, you know, we already said their names and it's in the description. So, yeah, they're yeah. amazing. I love yeah. him so much. You have my entire heart. The lovely Ash. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you were talking about chapter 33. <laughs> I was like,